Hey, for the record, every time I laughed at one of your jokes, I was faking it. This is episode 28 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague. And I'm Jess Geyer, and I just got the meaning of that joke. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it just just hit me what that was referencing. That's yeah. It's a it's a sex joke. As were most of the jokes in the movie we watched. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. It's almost like during this period of time, a lot of people just associated gay people with sex. Yeah, there's there's some issues with five at least men who are all straight writing a story that's supposed to be about the LBGT community, basically. Not that that's really what the movie was, but it tried to be. It it tr- it tried. It tried a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Alex, this is a podcast where we are watching every single Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movie in a row. Well, 60 of them in a row and doing a podcast about it. Why? Well... No longer will we deny the people this liberty. As a keystone of our comedy order, I take great pleasure in letting everyone know that we celebrate the achievement of a desired goal. To study Adam Sandler and his art, and to figure out if the opinions of the people are couched in a style as pretentious as its content is egotistic. Or, in layman's terms, does Adam Sandler deserve all the hate? Now, is that Obergefell versus Hodges? No, that is two separate Supreme Court justices' statements on the legalization of gay marriage. Well, that's Obergefell versus Hodges. Oh shit! <laughs> well, one one was the was a, a bad guy, and the other one seemed pretty cool. <laughs> I mixed them. I think it's also important to note for this. Now, this movie came out in 2007. It would be another eight years before we'd legalize gay marriage in America. And there was a lot of people very angry about that. So, I don't think they're cutting edge or very savvy or even inoffensive. But I do think it's important to note the time this was made in for this film. I agree um i don't think that always gives people an excuse to like fall back on this was the times but i'm not saying it's an excuse um Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is i wasn't there in like a place where i could make a judgment of the times so what we can do is rely on historical data which is you know seeing the people who uh were in basically I looked up what the reaction from the gay community was for this and found GLAD and Fireflag, which is a group of homosexual and gay and queer firefighters in New York, like their group, were invited to a pre-screening of this movie and then basically said that they liked it publicly. Speaking of liking things publicly, I want to talk about like critical reception to this movie but first i want to know your the only critic that matters is is you how many times did you laugh at this movie 
I laughed 33 times, which is about in line with like the animal and such, because this is like a two hour long movie. Yeah. A lot of the jokes. uh, uh. You also laughed one time out of discomfort. Yeah, at least one time. And shame about Rob Schneider. And you said you said that one didn't count. Uh huh. I did not actually mark that one. Rob Schneider plays his most racist thing. He's yeah. back, baby. He's back. <laughs> he, so like, the thing I always refer to as like the most racist thing I can think of um, in movies is Mickey Rooney's character, uh, his yellow face. And Rob Schneider did a, a perfect Mickey Rooney impression in this one. He already had the costume from Deuce Bigelow 2. He yeah. already had it on hand. They, there were no other costumes available for him. He had to do it. He was practically forced to. It doesn't even make sense. Why oh. would you need an Asian caricature? <laughs> I didn't say that well, but fine. <laughs> no, that's in, okay. In Canada, as a, as a minister, none of those things are like... You don't, you don't have to have... An Asian person you in could Canada. Have been a very funny Canadian. He would have made a good Canadian. He, you could have even you could have even been a French Canadian. It would have been fine. I I would have been okay even being slightly offensive as a Newfoundlander, Newfoundlander, Newfer, whatever you call him. Um, that's a dog breed, Alex. Yeah, same thing. Alex, <laughs> don't be prejudicial toward people from Newfoundland. I mean, everyone, no. (laughs) (laughs) That said, this movie was almost funny sometimes. Well, well, uh, what about the critics? Did they hate it? I think that the critics gave it, I think that they gave it a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the audience gave it? I think they gave it a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, actually, the audience niced it with a 69%. Nice. Critics, 15%. Okay. Now, here's my theory for this. Mm -hmm. This movie appeals back in 2007 to a broader queer audience. Mm -hmm. And today it appeals to the kinds of people who like offensive jokes, different audiences. And when when you get the combination of those two audiences you get 69 i mean interesting theory i think though your point about them just being absolutely uh, the lgbt community being starved of any cinema screen makes a point where no one dies no no gay person dies in this movie which is great yeah let me let me hit you with this little fact this movie in box office made a hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. I went saw I saw it in theaters. I remember. Okay, what do you think the next closest uh, movie, as far as box office goes, uh, for LGBTQ movies at that time? Oh, at that time. Or even now, can you tell me the highest-grossing one? C- Captain Marvel. All right, maybe that counts, but. Uh... <laughs> no, so Bohemian Rhapsody 2018 made 213 million, but before then, 
Birdcage in 1996, a movie I've never heard of. Oh, that's a ma- good movie. Made 124 million. This at its time was probably the highest grossing, most seen movie that dealt with LGBTQ themes. And I I think I'm going to give Adam Sandler some credit here. The kinds of people who will go and see an Adam Sandler movie because it has Adam Sandler in it at that time. Mm-hmm. And then they snuck in that message about gay acceptance at the end. Good. Yeah, I think I want to talk about that a lot later. So let's quickly yeah, get through this plot. Let's plot it. Uh, Chuck, played by Adam Sandler, and Larry, played by Kevin James, are firefighters in New York City. Larry is a widower and single dad of Eric and Tori, his two children. And uh, Chuck is a womanizer who sleeps with so many women, often at the same time. He is extremely straight, everyone. The movie really wants you to know how straight he is at the beginning. And uh, they are best friends, Chuck and Larry, and Larry saves Chuck's life in a burnt-out building. Well, the plot starts because Larry has ignored the letters about his pension after his wife has died, and now his pension's basically in jeopardy. He wants to try to get it switched over to his kids, but something's being held up in bureaucracy, really. And he's told one of the only options uh, he has is to, like, there has to be a marriage, a death, or a birth, and uh, that means, I mean, he's going to have to have a marriage happen to change the benefits. He decides that he could get a domestic partnership with Larry because he trusts him to take care of his kids. Uh, sorry, domestic partnership with Chuck because he trusts him to take care of his kids more than anyone else. Uh, and because he saved his life, Chuck owes him one. So they do. They end up getting um, a domestic partnership like license. It's, it's so weird to talk about it that way. Yeah. Now, but they get like a... A, a civil partnership, right? That's what it's called? Civil union, yes. Wow, I'm so glad I forgot that term. But then the pension inspector, I don't know what to call this person, the pension inspector comes around and tries to see if they are like yeah, defrauding he, them. He's a tax cop. Yeah, he's a tax cop from the city. Uh, he has his suspicions about whether they're really gay. And they aren't, so they have to amp it up. They have to amp their acting up. Uh, and they end up getting a lawyer, Alex, played by Jessica Buell who suggests that they actually get married in Canada, and they do, and they have Chuck move in with Larry. Uh, Well, the new inspector, uh, Clint Fitzer, played by Steve Buscemi, arrives, and he's like a hound dog, basically, like sniffing around for straightness, trying to find it, and he's also suspicious of them. Alex invites them to an AIDS charity Halloween event where right-wing religious nuts come and protest, and when the minister calls the group the F-slur, Chuck punches him and lays him out. And in the meantime, the other firefighters are increasingly uncomfortable around Chuck and Larry, but one of them... Played by Ving Rhames. Yeah, he like, big intimidating guy uh, who they said earlier was, like, a... Like, they hinted that he had, like, a violent past or whatever. He comes out as gay uh, to Chuck. Chuck also starts falling in love with Alex, and they end up kissing, but Alex says that it's wrong to do and tells Chuck to leave. And you know what? She was right. It w- and it was her fault. And we'll talk about it. I'm so mad at her. Anyway, a new story about how Chuck has slept with a bunch of women comes out. And now they have to have a big deposition in front of a judge where they nearly get through it if it weren't for the captain interrupting their kiss to say that they're actually straight. Which I want to stop you there because this is very important. Um, 
that the reason they filmed that the captain stopping them and all this stuff is because they were rated R due to a homosexual kiss in the movie. And in order to get it back down to PG-13, had to take that out. That's a that's a a, a box to unpack. Yeah, a, a lot of the fact that they were, you know, they weren't going to do the like, oh, we were straight the whole time kind of thing necessarily. And then they did hmm. because they were trying to figure out a good way to get out of that jam. Yeah, let's talk about that in a minute. Let me finish this. Yeah, I just think that's important because that's that's the original plot, basically. Yeah. Um, in an I'm Spartacus moment, all of the firefighters say that they knew about this too, that they should all go to jail if they're going to arrest Chuck and Larry. And, uh, well, they all end up going to jail. But the city rep, like the judge guy, I don't know what his deal is. Uh, he comes to them with a deal. And... Uh, their deal is they take a misdemeanor plea, and that's just basically a slap on the wrists. But they have to, as a firefighting department, do an AIDS charity calendar. Uh, two months later, Duncan, the firefighter who came out, marries Nick Swardson, who plays the lawyer's gay brother. They get married in Canada at the same chapel. Uh, Larry seems to be over his wife's death enough, like he's moved on past his grieving stage to start dating again, and Chuck and Alex make up. And, uh, Chuck and Alex make up, and Rob Schneider is racist to the end. And that's not like a, uh, we're just throwing in Rob Schneider's racist again, he he just shows up at the end of the movie to be racist again. He does, yeah. They gotta, they had to double down. I'm telling you, they had to get mileage out of that costume. Yeah. Can we talk about the kiss real quick? Yes. So throughout this movie, there are so many other things that are way more offensive than a gay kiss. Uh, there's a drop the soap joke where a bunch of men are nearly naked. They just only, they, they don't, at, at one point they do show butt cheeks. Yeah. They just don't film the front side. Jessica Biel gets nearly naked. Uh, Multiple her, times. Her top, top of her butt crack shows. Nice scene. Gotta admit. But that's way more offensive than a gay kiss. In my opinion, I would rather have my my children see a yeah. gay kiss. Obviously, <laughs> two men in suits kissing is so offensive. That's a rated R material. One prison rape joke. Yeah, um, Adam Sandler grabs Jessica Biel's boobs. They have Ving Rhames in a uh, speedo doing the splits in the air. <laughs> they have several F slurs throughout the movie. Yes. Which is a word that I find way more offensive than a lot of words. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I will point out though that they replaced the kiss scene with Adam Sandler talking about how that's a bad word to say. Yeah, you know, I the first time Adam Sandler's character dropped that word, I was like, oh shit, I don't even remember that being in there, and it yeah. happens a couple times, mm -hmm. but then we see this change. When he punches the minister for using it as a slur. Before that, because you're missing the kind of important part is he looks behind him while these people are, these uh, right wing fundamentalists are uh, protesting him. And he looks and he sees someone crying over the fact that they're being demeaned. And it's the first time anyone's reacted to one of the things he said in like a negative way. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, 
that before he was using it in like that stupid joking way that a lot of people use it where they don't even think that it's offensive because that's their stance on privilege. But at that moment when he sees how it is actually impacting him, I think that's the moment where his character is supposed to have like realized that, oh, wow, my words can be very hurtful to people and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, the the fact that, I mean, that it's it's hard to say like, you know, where you stop being a bigot and have to realize like these things are important. Um, they didn't show well throughout the movie uh, Adam Sandler's character development, but it no. shows that he was helping Kevin James's son, who is, I think he's just supposed to be portrayed as gay, right? Yeah, he's like all the stereotypes of a of a like little gay kid. He's into musicals. He plays with his sister's um, Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, he has a Flash Dance T-shirt, which is rad as hell. Oh yeah, he's so cool. I love him. I want to talk about that kid more because that was the coolest person in this movie. But he gets super involved in his life and teaches him how to tap dance because he said like Sinatra tap dance. That's cool. And yeah. gets him ready for a play. Whereas in the beginning, Kevin James, who was the kid's father, was uncomfortable with this non-sports mentality. And I wish they kind of showed that better because like if, but if they showed Adam Sandler kind of becoming like a decent father almost and like mm -hmm. trying to support like what people are good at or even if like that kid was shown i this was in the original script and i wouldn't want to watch a child get bullied in a movie no but if if he had said something like to adam sandler being like my dad really wants me to play sports but like i don't want to but maybe i will just to make him happy and Adam Sandler felt bad about that. Like, that would have been a much yeah. more interesting move for that. I would have liked that. That would have been nice. We do see him get bullied one time, but then he does the splits <laughs> and punches the bully in the balls. <laughs> so when <laughs> Kevin James's character is told by Alan Covert's character that he's not welcome at Little League or uh, Boy Scouts anymore, two things that happen to gay men, then, you know, not... Uh, I don't know about Little League, but they were kicked out of the Boy Scouts. No, they're a, a lot of gay men are looked at like they're sexual predators, like they're going yes. to be pedophiles toward boys, and that's not true. But also, they were kicked out of the Boy Scouts. Yes, gay, 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 gay people were kicked out of the Boy Scouts, yes. Yeah. Girl Scouts um, forever. I mean, aren't they like a multi-level marketing scheme for cookies? No, they do way more than cookies. <laughs> are you kidding I'm, me? I'm joking. I'm just, it's child labor, but whatever. That's fine. I'm okay with that child labor. It's delicious. Yeah, Thin Mints are sick. This kid, though, does a full split with an uppercut, uppercut <laughs> punch to this kid's balls. He does a full Johnny Cage, and it is the sickest shit in the world. Any kid who can pull a Johnny Cage on someone is going to fucking just destroy everybody. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, I love that kid. I also want to point out something about the other kid and about Alex. Mm -hmm. The daughter is named Tori, and Alex is not Alexandra. She's Alex. Mm -hmm. Those are both ambiguously gendered names. Is and yeah, Tori's a boy's and a girl's name. It's um. I've never met anyone named Tori, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, I've met uh both a a guy and a girl named Tori. 
Um, and then Alex obviously can be can be used for both or or neither. What's the word for ambiguously gendered name? Uh, Unisex. But that's not the word. I don't like that word though. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's interesting that the women get those names. Um, whereas everyone else's name is very, like, unmistakably masculine. Chuck, Larry, Eric, you know? Yeah. The movie was originally supposed to be Joe and Benny, too. Yeah, I... There were some redeeming moments in this movie, and I can see me in 2007 laughing at it a lot more. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the things I don't really like about it is the complete bi erasure of this movie. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a plot hole, basically. Because they're like, well, I mean, it's also something that happens in real life. But like, yeah, they're like, Adam Sandler's had sex with women. And then they're like, oh, let's think of a way around this. And then they're like, well, Kevin James used to be married to a woman. He's like, well, let's think of a way around this. And you can just be like, yeah, they're both bi yeah, just if if either of them were able to be bisexual in this movie, it would be perfectly fine. I mean, you'd still have the conflict of how, you know, Adam Sandler doesn't actually love Kevin James. I mean, also, the the theme that was good was the fact that it was the state being shitty to them. Yeah, it's the bureaucracy. They were taking away Kevin James' benefits because he was a gay man in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they, would get, they were going to send him to jail for lying. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah, and the the woman at the beginning who says, like, you could get married, and then she suggests herself for it. Like, how is that? Why would I have to go through less hoops as someone who married uh, another, like, someone of the quote-unquote opposite sex than I would if I were in a homosexual relationship? And I actually felt like, that is something that you have to go through as a bisexual person is if you're in a straight relationship, no one really questions it. But if you say that you're bisexual, everyone wants you to prove it. Yeah. I hate that. It's it's awful. I shouldn't have to prove it to anybody. And I know that a lot of people, like, I'm sure that there are still people who believe that, like, people who are gay are just doing it for the lifestyle or whatever. But... I think back in 2007, it was way more prominent, like, where gay people had felt like they had to prove that they did love people of their, like, like a gay man loved a, a, another man. Like, they had to prove that to people just to, you know, get some validity. And I really felt that part about the bureaucracy for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's another way for the state to make uh, people who have less power, worse off, basically. Because it doesn't even affect... Kevin James isn't trying to get money. And they always say he's stealing from the state. But what he's doing is trying to make sure his pension goes to his children. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not an issue. What are you talking about? Something that he earned, he has risked his life for the city several times over. Mm -hmm. He almost dies in the movie. Yeah. And it's just... Not cool. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been fixed uh, since this movie came out in terms of our healthcare system, too. I mean, our healthcare system's still, sh- still shitty and everything, but you can switch up your pension plan now, like, once a year. There's always an open enrollment thing. 
But in the middle of the year, though, you still do have to have a birth, a death, or a marriage, mm-hmm. which is wild. Or a new job now, too, but obviously he wasn't going to do that. Well, no, he, he said he was going to do that. Yeah, yeah, so he could switch the pension, yes. He was going to go become a car salesman, which is, like, two steps below cop. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not fucking like car salesmen, but whatever. I don't like car yeah. companies either. They really fuck shit up, but I'll talk about that another day. When <laughs> I now race you, Chuck and Larry comes out, getting great cars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really felt, I, I like that bureaucracy, the, the, the being angry at bureaucracy and showing how it screws mm-hmm. p- real people over. There's even Clint Fitzer at the end, he says something like, that's the law and everyone has to follow it. And, oh, it's the law and we all have to abide by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why? He's shown to use the the law and the flag over and over in the movie. He ha- he has a uh, fanny pack with a flag on it that he takes all his stuff out, like his badge, and it has an American flag to show, like, hey, this is America doing this, you know, over and over. And every mm-hmm. time he comes in, he he does stuff, quote unquote, by the book, so it's legal, but it's obviously invasions of privacy and it's obviously unjust. Um, such as once Kevin James puts his trash in the street, they search it for, uh, like, gay trash, apparently, in order to, because he's trying to prove that they're not gay, so they have to, like, go find stuff that they think gay people would have in their trash, which is just a ridiculous idea, obviously, but it's it's this kind of, like, nonsense that the, the state in America is putting the gay community through in the movie. Yeah. I don't know how much of that has a basis in real life. I think it there is some basis for that in real life even today, uh, but not for, um, I don't think for cis gay people. I think it's certainly something that trans people still have to deal with and non-binary people having to prove something. I, you know? I, I, I was super in a transition to myself because oh, I, sorry. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I was, it wasn't a real question. A, a member of the U.S. government this year asked if gay marriage would let people do stuff like in the that chuck and larry movie and get benefits when they don't deserve them so yeah no it it was mostly a joke about how of course people actually think that they use this movie as a reference of what they would do wrong it's and then we have shows like 90 day fiance i mean please please do not uh shit talk the number one show in my heart 90 Day Fiance. My favorite show is The Bachelor. That is how God intended it. It was for one man and 24 women to all have dates. <laughs> until he whittles it down based on how attractive they are. I mean, the the ideas too. It's it just, yeah. Why care so much about their relationships when the nonsense people are going through in real life? Um, no one cared when... Adam Sandler's character had sex with every single member of a Hooters staff and a doctor at the same time while hitting. By the way, Tila Tequila was in in that, and Tila Tequila is a Nazi. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that. Look it up. Tila Tequila is a Nazi. Keep going. She wasn't when this movie came out, or she might have been. I don't know, but she wasn't publicly. Um, So I'm not. I'm not blaming Adam Sandler for having her in this movie. Especially because he talks about how being called the Kessler is bad um, because he's a Jewish man. Yeah. And coming back, uh, I found that exact thing 
In January 2020, a member of Chicago City Council cited the film during an argument over a city plan to set aside contracts for gay and transgender-owned businesses. Alderman Walter Burnett said, I think about that movie about the two firemen where they were faking like they were gay to get benefits. That's a concern of mine. How do you distinguish that? So he was trying to literally hurt gay and transgender people by saying, what if they do this movie? There's, I don't want to give the impression that this is something that doesn't happen anymore. I I don't think that bureaucracy is necessarily questioning a bunch of gay marriages right now. But it definitely is something that happens in interpersonal relationships. No, I, I'm I'm also just saying that, like, literally, yeah. if there's a chance for a shitty person to say, why are gay people getting a benefit I don't, they're going to try to undermine it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in for us recently, there's there's been a lot of, uh, for our city... Like, people saying, like, hey, what are some black-owned restaurants that we can support? And then someone comments, why don't you want to know the white-owned restaurants? And you're like, well, because I've been to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you talked over my fucking great joke. It's okay, I'll edit myself out. At the end, that was very good. <laughs> I'm glad that you were quiet because you were laughing because I didn't, I didn't know why you didn't say anything after that. No, I was laughing. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah. uh, fuck if, if you guys want to know how to just brine your chicken and pickle juice, you can do it yourself. It's not hard. Anyway, continue, continue on about the movie. Oh, before we do that, can we talk about Alex? Sure. Not me, by the way, the character. You want to call her Jessica Beale? We can call her Jessica Hated. or Alex, one or the other. Listen, I had to be in a Rob Schneider movie, okay? There was a Jessica. Rob Schneider was a Jessica. You get to be Alex now. Okay. Alex? Yeah, this fucking sucks. So, this character is a <laughs> white cis feminist ally. Straight. Who, 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 who constantly, she stops a chant that a bunch of gay people are rallying behind to make a scene about her when she's the only supposed straight person in the scene. She asks a a gay couple who's the man and who's the woman. Um, And then when she thinks that Adam Sandler is playing the female part, which I understand is an ass nine thing, uh, she tries to make friends with him because she wants a gay best friend and then calls them going out girls night and such, even though Adam Sandler has never portrayed himself as anything other than a man. And Adam Sandler repeatedly says that he doesn't know why he's being misgendered throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Gets undressed in front of him. Yeah. Sexually harasses him. She's also supposed to be his lawyer. So like, you're not really supposed to do that with your lawyer. There's there's a lot wrong with it. She's a terrible character. Um, I understand having a love interest in the movie. Because I find it interesting that Adam Sandler's character would have growth by not wanting to maybe like bang a hundred different Hooters girls and wanting to settle down maybe after seeing what it's like to have a family and being able to raise a kid to dance real good. Like that would have been a cool movie. How to like that. When he realizes yeah. that his bachelor trappings aren't super great. I mean, it sure, it works for some people. I'm not going to diss on that. But 
that would have been a really decent movie that he gets to see what a family's like. And then he's like, yo, Kevin James, I want to do that. I can't pretend to be your husband forever. Yeah. Man, it's almost like I could have rewritten this movie a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe if they just kick Rob Schneider out. <laughs> yeah. I gotta kind of lay some of this blame on Adam Sandler, though. Oh, without a doubt. I, a lot of this he went through and like rewrote. And I think that he changed that love interest to him. I would have to, because it used to be uh, mm-hmm. the other character is the one who had the love interest. I don't know why he would do that. Other than maybe he wanted to kiss Jessica Biel, but, you know, he's married at the time. His wife's in this movie. I mean, let's also, if we're going to talk about the changes he made in the script, um, uncredited, we should talk about the other changes in the script, too. Yeah, go ahead. So, there's quite a few things that come over badly, I think. Not even to point out the original title of the movie was Flamers. They they kept the kiss in it, but for some reason they, they note that it's a long and passionate melting together of soulmates, tongues, and everything hot. Wow. That is what they wrote in the script, apparently. Which they did have them kiss, but at no point in this movie is this about two gay men. Or was no. their script about gay men? Because that's weird, right? Yeah. Or I would, it would make me cringe so hard if they intended for Chuck and Larry to fall in love as people that were definitely set up to be straight in the beginning. Yes. Because that is problematic too. And in the original, uh, Larry's son was an aspiring figure, figure skater whose sexuality seems to be in flux. He's sensitive to abuse taken at school and angrily rebels against Chuck and Larry's seeming union. Which, that that doesn't seem like a good choice to have a no. bullied, queer child angry at his father remarrying a man. Like, that just seems really muddy to me. Um, I agree. But, who knows? Yeah, I think Adam Sandler did make some good changes to the script. But it was also, it was a script that he bought. And that's one of the things I think this movie teaches us about Adam Sandler is that he's not afraid to take a script and make it his own thing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's 100% great or I mean, not. Let's be honest. He also added in racist Rob Schneider. That's not yep. in the original script. So, nope. like, I wish Adam Sandler kind of would ditch his old friends, you know? Like, if he mm-hmm. wasn't friends with, like, David Spade... I don't know, actually, if David Spade's that bad, but he I don't like his character in this one. No, his character's not great. It's also, he's called a transvestite in the in the credits. It's not in the credits like that. It's on IMDb oh, it like isn't? that. He oh. is uncredited in the movie. I made sure to look. Okay. Because okay. I was like, that's not good. And then I'm like, wait, it says it's uncredited. IMBD just decided to throw that in there. Okay, that is good to know. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, Rob Schneider's also uncredited, and then they just call him Asian Minister, but whatever. <laughs> they they Which, also, by the way, some reviewers who who said that this was racist also called him a Chinese minister, and that's also racist because he was very clearly speaking Japanese. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's move on past that. <laughs> hey, you were right for the wrong reason. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I want to give him like the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, he decided to make this movie, which would have not been made uh, without him. 
there was a movie that was kind of like it that was Australian that they thought this movie ripped off, but it didn't. But man, if he could just get away from like these, I mean, it might be him too. Maybe he, maybe his fucking kink is making Rob Schneider be racist. (laughs) I don't know. But then again, Rob Schneider publicly has a worse image than Adam Sandler does, so I'm giving Rob Schneider most of that doubt. Also, yeah, when Rob Schneider writes a movie, he always plays a racist person in it, so. Yeah, I also wish that he would get away from those friends, which is why I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm so happy that we're in the Kevin James period of Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm I'm weirded out by the fact that I'm like, Kevin James is some fresh, wholesome blood. Like, yeah. I mean, and Nick Swartzen, too. I like Nick Swartzen. I, the character that Nick Swartzen plays is not a great portrayal of a gay guy. But at the same time, he doesn't do anything that I, he doesn't do anything overtly offensive in my eyes. Because they, certainly, you are allowed to be that way if you're a gay person. And no one should tell you differently. I still don't like that. Like, they could have probably picked some gay actors to play some of the gay people in this movie, but mm-hmm. it's also 2007, so. His mar- his wedding scene was very nice. I, I was just going to say that to to the point of the type of character he plays in this, I think it's because he'd been on Reno 911 for, like, four years at this point. Yeah. He was playing, was it Terry from Reno 911? Yeah, that's his name. Terry. Yeah. Basically. But, I mean, the wedding scene where he and Duncan get married, I thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. The coming out scene where Duncan came out, I also thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. It, it was genuine for me. I, I liked it. Yeah. Ving Rams did a very good job. Overall, though, not a great movie. No, no. <laughs> but, like, no. you know, I I think from from a 13 years ago point of view... Yeah, you get some points. Um, you have Adam Sandler talk about how he learned that what he said was offensive and he regrets his past and that not only is he guilty of it, he's more guilty of it than most people and mm-hmm. he's ashamed of that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that little speech struck me as very true mm-hmm. um, because there's nothing worse for me to see people who um, act like they've never done anything bad. Yeah. Like... You know, I I said a lot of bad things back when I was in middle school and high school because I didn't understand the hurt of what I was saying. It's something everyone around me said. So that wasn't cool of me. It was bad of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I mean, me too. Yeah, in high school, I, I did some shitty things too. But you know what? I would rather have a whole country full of people who think that this movie is good and they agree with the message of it than the dinguses we have in the white house right now oh yeah i mean when it comes down to it is like conservatives didn't like this movie when it came out and they probably still wouldn't like the message Mm -hmm. and it's like pretty i mean hell one of the people in the movie became a nazi It's, it's crazy to think about that like obviously they seem to be trying. Mm-hmm. I think you get some points. They cleared a low bar. Yeah. Um, and in 2007, that bar was low enough that I think they cleared it okay. If they mm-hmm. made this movie today, I'd call them a bunch of fucking idiots. 
They're oh, yeah. still not, uh, they're not on the edge of being progressive or anything. No. But like, you know, they were like, hey, <laughs> I mean, they don't even say that marriage should be legalized, but they obviously imply it in this. You know? Yeah. But they, they did say that in Big Daddy. I wish yeah. that Peter Dante and um, Alan Covert Alan made Covert's a, characters. Oh. oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be so nice if they made, if they were his lawyers? Anyway. Oh, that would have been. 10 out of 10 movie right there. You could have written Alex out of the fucking script. And then they could both fall in love with Alan Covert like I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but instead, Alan Covert and uh, Peter Dante are firefighters. No, Alan Covert is the teacher that's... Uh, oh, yeah, Alan Covert's the asshole. Jonathan Loughran is... I will say, though... They they do make a point of all the most bigoted people in the movie are played by people who are involved in making the movie so that if there is a, if this movie was seen as offensive or bad, it would be them taking the hits, which mm-hmm. I find kind of respectable. Like the cab driver yeah. was the director of the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the cab driver. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, points there. Um, One cool thing I noticed is... uh. In the beginning, they're wearing Adidas and Nike, and then after they get married, they're both wearing Nike because they start being like each other. You notice anything cool? Uh, Lance Bass is in the end, and he was my favorite NSYNC member. I know. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't notice that. Do you notice Dave Matthews was in the movie? No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't the, know what Dave Matthews looks like. He's, he's the guy selling uh, clothes to Alex. Oh. Didn't know that. Yeah, me either. I just saw it in the trivia. I mean, to be fair, I also just realized looking at the IND page that the guy who plays Farmer Fran in Waterboy yeah. is the dad in Fifty First Dates and the homeless guy who's the witness to their first wedding in mm. this movie. So, yeah, I'm not a don't have the eye, you I, know. <laughs> see, I have, I have the ear though. Is the thing I can tell actors by their sound, mostly because I have you know partial face blindness, so I can't really tell actors by their faces anyway. Well, that's how you you're able to suss out Rob Schneider in every yeah, single movie, despite his great costumes. Um, I have like a, a sixth sense for like, oh, is Rob Schneider being racist near me? And then <laughs> the, the answer is always yes. I don't know how. Um, but yeah. Oh, there he is again. <laughs> so, uh, the every time the hair on the back of your neck stands up, Rob Schneider is doing something racist. <laughs> God. Do we have any more movies starring him? Because I just fucking hope not. I just want to be oh. done with him. Yeah, what are we watching next anyway, though? I, I want to point out. I'm not done with this. Rob Schneider is getting okay. off too easy. He made an argument that any actor should... The best actor should be the one who gets the part as like his reason for why it's okay for him to, to play people of other races. Is he saying that he is the best actor... In any given audition, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah, he's acting like he's he's. Well, I play the best caricature of a racist Asian, or like a racist portrayal of an Asian man. And I'm thinking, maybe his real <laughs> argument is no one else is willing to be as racist as I am, so I get those parts. And everyone's <laughs> like, well, yeah, you do get those parts. I don't know. Maybe Adam Sandler killed someone when he was 20, and Rob Schneider knows where the body is. Oh, I'd rather good. that be true. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, I'm looking at people that he plays, um, and I'm going to disappoint you. 
Ready? Oh, no. In You Don't Mess with the Zohan, he plays a character named Salim. We're gonna we're gonna get into Zohan soon. And if we're gonna be upset about racist portrayal, I think that's the time. Uh in bedtime stories, he plays a character named Chief Running Mouth. Oh god. In Grown Ups, he plays a character named Rob Hilliard. That seems fine. It does seem fine, but who knows? We got you don't know yet, so <laughs> careful before you say that. Um Let's see. Um, in Ridiculous Six, he plays a character named Ramon. I I have heard today when I was hanging out with people for the first time in three months that that movie is real racist. So yep. Oh. Uh, in Sandy we- Sandy Wexler, he plays a character named Farouz. I'm just. And in The Wrong Misty, he plays a character named Comante. So they're not gonna they're not gonna get over it. I don't think so. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna call Rob Schneider tomorrow. Uh, okay. Apparently, there is a TV show called The Real Rob. Yeah, I know. I talked Netflix. about it today too. He, it's like a fake mockumentary about the real Rob Schneider. Um, I'll fucking. There's I don't know how much money you'd have to pay me to watch that fucking show, dude. I'm just. Uh, if you show us a donation receipt for a hundred dollars. Uh, actually, I'm gonna live uh, twenty dollars. Okay, twenty dollars. Same deal as before. All right, twenty per episode. Yep. Okay, that's fine. But a hundred dollars straight up, I'll make them watch them all. How many episodes is it? I'll make them binge them. Back it has to be due, due to this movie. Um, some some kind of support for uh, LGBTQ plus charity. That's hey, yeah, the Child of the Trevor Project. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, show us a receipt for your donation to the Trevor Project, and I will make him watch an episode. Oh my god! I would be interested in doing a podcast all about Rob Schneider movies. Where no, we don't. No, no, we stop watching as soon as he does something racist, and we move on to the next one. This. <laughs> 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 <sighs> This movie lasts a minute. That's what it's called. What was that? Uh, th- this hour. What? Uh, I don't remember that joke. You melted me with that one. <laughs> oh my god! It would be so short. <laughs> what are we watching tomorrow? Or wait, we gotta talk. We're in the future. Yes, we are. What are we watching tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, we're still probably gonna watch tomorrow. Let's be honest. We're watching. What I think might be like the underdog of the century, the movie about Bigfoot, Strange Wilderness. I'm so excited about this because in this movie, they reference Bigfoot. The homeless man pl- says that Bigfoot is Elizabeth Taylor. And I hope that every little subtle thing they said about Bigfoot comes true in this movie. I am excited. I love Bigfoot. I believe in Bigfoot. Bigfoot, if you're out there listening, I love you. I am just so hyped for this one because it has two of my favorite comedic actors Ooh, bump that up to five of my favorite comedic actors oh my god i love this movie already <laughs> so look at it i love steve zahn i don't know a lot of people who like him even <laughs> but i love steve zahn you know who steve zahn is no the name sounds really familiar. he's he was in uh saving silverman 
Yeah, that guy. I know yeah. him. And then Justin Long's in this movie, which I'll point out. I used to say, like, when I was, like, 24, that only three movies had ever made me cry. Turns out, once you get over that 25 gap, a lot of shit makes you cry. And Justin Long has done it multiple times, so I'm in it for that. Scott, Scott Peter Dante. If you, if you can guess the Justin Long movie that <laughs> made me cry, you get one point. And one episode of <laughs> The Real Rob. Uh, Kevin Heffernan <laughs> is in it, who uh, he plays the dumb cop in Super Troopers, the only good movie about cops. It was It's about Vermont. That's why I like it. God damn it. And then Jeff Garland's in it. I like Jeff Garland. Yeah. And Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. That's, that was the fifth. I like Jonah Hill. So, uh, bunch yeah, of cool people. Cool. I am excited because I haven't been able to see a Bigfoot movie in a long time because, you know, there just aren't a lot of great Bigfoot movies. And I do actually enjoy watching movies about Bigfoot. Um, She likes everything about Bigfoot. I do. One time on a family vacation, we hunted for Bigfoot. Uh, You can find this podcast at (laughs) Lapa and Bond. You can also find our games at wannabegames.com. Uh, um, we don't have a game about Bigfoot yet for whatever reason. Uh, and you can see my glorious Bigfoot tweets at, at Joska. And you can see my tweets about how Bigfoot is a you know far left conspiracy to make us go out in the woods more at Kitty oh Crusade. Oh my god. Alex, what? I just saw another Adam Sandler movie that Rob Schneider's in, and you're not going to believe what his name was. What is it? Take my wife, please. <laughs> oh, fuck. How did I not see that coming? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>